Good morning. This is uh my name is Kathy Broxson. This is the LUTG Radio Show. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> oh, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Glory to God. This is Kathy Brox, like I said, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. Um, on LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Good morning. <laughs> For everybody out there that can see me, good morning, good morning. All right, so uh, we got a little setup here, and we're just rolling with it. Uh, doing what we can do, how we can do it, and enjoying ourselves with it. Uh, I should say, I'm enjoying myself. And uh, we just going to keep going. So today, the show is uh, named after, um, it's called Let Us Thank God Radio. So L-U-T-G Radio, for you folks uh, that are new to uh, listening to the show. And um, basically what we're doing is uh, promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're doing it um, one soul at a time. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, so what we're going to do is just keep going forward. Give God all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Uh, today is John 14 and 12. So we're going to open up with prayer. And then we're going to put on the whole armor of God. And then uh, we're going to talk about... Uh-oh. We're going to talk about... Um, the word amen john 14 and 12 and so that's what we're doing today that is what we're doing because today is thursday amen (laughs) heavenly father we come to you lord god through the shared blood of your son jesus christ and we just give you thanks and praise and honor we thank you lord god for this day we thank you lord god for your love We thank you, Lord God, for your peace and for your strength. We thank you, Lord God, that you have never given up on us and we are not giving up on you. We thank you, Lord God, for your holiness, for you want us to be holy as you are holy. I thank you, Lord God, that our thoughts are lovely, just, and kind. I thank you, Lord God, that we um, always see how and know how to love you and we actually do it with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for allowing us to just be a part of your space, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for making us branches in you. Thank you, Lord God, for our salvation. We open up our mouths boldly today that you may put your words in it, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that we're never ashamed of your gospel. I thank you, Lord Lord God, that You speak to us and lead us in a way to go. For the Holy Spirit leads us the mind of Christ. We thank you, Lord God, that that the Holy Ghost remains in us continually. That we'll we'll make our houses, make our souls a place, our, our temples a place where the Holy Ghost can dwell continually. We thank you, Lord God, for your correction. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace, your strength, your love, and um. We ask that you, we ask that you would um, bless Ukraine to have this. We, I should say, we thank you, Lord God, because we already prayed for this. We thank you, Lord God, for the sovereignty of Ukraine as an independent country. We thank you, Lord God, for peace in that country that they will love um, the people of Ukraine, whether they be white, European, or African, or dark skin. We thank you, Lord God, that they will uh, bless one another in the businesses. We thank you, Lord God, that um, they will not have to give up their land to a bigger country or even a smaller country. But they are independent and they have uh, and they have prayer teams as well as armies and military and air forces that they actually have prayer teams giving you all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. We thank you, Lord God, that the military worships you, Father God. And we thank you for moving them around all hurt, harm, and or danger. We thank you for your peace, being for peace being restored to the country of Ukraine. We thank you, Lord God, for the citizens of Russia, that they will come to know the truth 
and the truth shall set them free. We thank you, Lord God, for all the countries that have been bound up into one called Russia, that they that want their sovereignty shall receive their sovereignty. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for the for the hundreds of years that Russia has been using uh, spiritual power to trample other countries and to take 10%, 20%, and a little till they've taken the entire country, that that will cease. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace, Father, that the Russian people will begin to know the truth and that you will give them the right prayer to say. You'll give them the right tools, Father, to uh, get peace in their country. I thank you, Lord God, for your wisdom and your understanding. And we thank you, Lord God, uh, for blessing um, uh, Mr. I believe his name is Mr. James, uh, that was, uh, arrested for, uh, shooting, uh, several people in New York in a subway and leaving explosive devices. Um, father God, if he is not in his right mind, we pray that you'll put him in his right mind and that anyone that was associated with him will also turn themselves in. If there be any, we thank you, Lord God for peace and that this will cease in the name of Jesus, and that whatever additional um, threats that were that this was a part of, or the beginning of, or even the middle stages, that uh, it will be revealed to the uh, United States authorities, to uh, and to New York authorities, and that there will be peace in the United States and no wars in the country of the United States. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your peace and your love. For the United States was founded on the word of God. The United States exists for the worship of the Lord God Almighty. That's why we're here. Amen. So I thank you, Lord God, for your worship continually um, throughout the United States and throughout this world. For you made this earth and we are in here in it to bless you, Lord. In earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're listening to LUTGRadio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And I do apologize, Instagram. I do not have a uh, video feed for you. And that's because, well, um, I'm missing one of my uh, stands. So I apologize. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I apologize for the singing too. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we're moving over to John 14 and 12. And as you know, I love me some John 14 and 12. And the reason why I love John 14 and 12 is because it tells us that we can do greater we can do greater. Amen. And Jesus trusted us with the greater. I love the fact that Jesus trusted us with the greater. Amen. Glory to God. Woo. I I, I get excited by that. I get excited by that. And um, I just want to share today. I just want to uh, share that with you. Um, I get excited. Jesus gets me excited and happy. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I get excited and happy by the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. All right. So I was looking for a cord. Amen. Let me just see here. If I can. I mean, if I got to. At least I want you to at least be able to hear the audio real good. All right. All right. So. All right. There we go. So. Whew. All right. So we are. um, Praise the Lord. Amen. And let's see here. So we're actually uh, online here. On. um mobcam and we're on facebook and a few other places facebook twitter 
um, and um, Instagram, and of course the internet-radio.com for the radio station, and uh, you can find all that on lutgradio.com. All right. And so when we go to John Fort, oh, I apologize. We're not gonna do John. We're gonna do the put on the whole armor of God first. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. This thing keeps pulling. To God be the glory. Y'all see my primitive uh, setup, but we doing what we can do. I'm doing what I can do. Amen, amen. I hope y'all can hear me. All right. So. All right. So we're going to put on the whole armor of God. Go with me to Luke 24, 45. It says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And then there's a. Go to Ephesians chapter six. Ooh, Ephesians chapter six. You ever drink so much water and when you bend over, you feel like you're going to throw up. <laughs> I ain't even nauseous, but sometimes I just overdo it with the water. I'm thirsty right now. Um, But sometimes I overdo it with the water. I really like water. So I got to, I got to do a little bit at a time. Anyway, Uh, we're in Ephesians chapter six. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking a shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. 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 Go me to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, uh, verse 6 and 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So I apologize. I did not mean to yawn in your face. We're on Psalms 91. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth should be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. 
Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall keep his an- for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he have known my name, therefore shall therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he have known my name. Hold on a second. I did. I think I did something wrong here. Because he have set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he have known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All right, now. Uh, go with me to the book of uh, Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Um, and all that children shall be taught. I'm on verse 13. And all that children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. And righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression for thou shalt not fear and from terror for it shall not come near thee behold they shall surely gather together but not by me whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake behold i have created the smith that blow of the coals in the air i mean that blow of the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're listening to LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. Amen, amen. Glory to God. All right, so uh, today we're talking about John 14 and 12. And, uh, oh, don't forget, uh, subscribe and like, uh, subscribe. to Go to LUTGradio.com, subscribe uh, to... Um, the partnership thing and uh, our social media pages. And so subscribe and like and share the link. Amen. All right. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. We can't. Okay. All right. So it's. Just... All right. All right. So we still up though. All right. So we're having a little trouble with the chat on. Um. Mob cam. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're on John 14 and 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that uh, believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. All right, so um, I might have to read that over. Uh, for you guys that you probably heard the um, gardeners uh, doing their thing. And so anyway, um, that's John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so my question to you is one, do you believe God? He said that you can do everything that he did, everything that Jesus did. And then he, he said, you know, ask me anything. So I figure if God says, ask me anything, that means anything, 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 ask God anything. 
Ask God for something so, so, something you know you can't get yourself. Or something you know you can get yourself. Like, look, God, I got enough money to buy this. Uh, but you said ask you anything. Let me see. I want to see if you're going to get it for me. You're like, are you testing God? No, he said ask him anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm just giving you something ridiculous to ask him for. That, that's all I'm doing. It's like asking for something just so crazy that, but you got to believe you're going to receive it. You got to believe you're going to receive it. And so I figure if he says, ask me anything, but, um, I, I think that we should be asking him stuff like, how can we help folks? How can we be a blessing? How can we, um, present the gospel to somebody? So if you see, like, for example, among your friends and family or your coworkers, you know, when people are hurting, when people, you know, you can kind of see it. Or if you listen to the conversation long enough, you talking amongst your friends, you kind of know what their wants are or what they may have need of. And so you can even pray for other people's needs or you can uh, teach them how to pray, how to ask God for things that they want. And so uh, the way you do it is uh, you come to the father in the name of Jesus. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I won't. Don't say I need, say I won't. I want this. And so if you want to be rich, say, I want to be rich. If you want a new house, say, I want a new house. If you want to be able to get your kids in a good school, say, Lord God, I want to get my better, um, get my kids in whatever school it is. Or if you want your school that your kids are currently in to become the best school while they're there, then what you should start doing is praying for the students. Why? Because the students, as the students get better, they put a demand on those teachers and the teachers realize that they got to come up. And so the teachers will teach as the students learn. But if the students play around and joke around and act like they don't want to learn, then that's the level when they get frustrated. That's the level those students, those teachers will stay at. But if the students get hungry for knowledge and wisdom, those teachers come up. And so pray, I would pray for the students to hunger for the knowledge from their student, from their teachers. Um, get them, don't let them just sit around in the summer, give them a book to read, give them, give them projects to do where they can build things, where they can, they can apply the things that they learned in school throughout the whole school year. They got projects at school. Take the take the stuff that they learn because that means you got to be active. You got to listen to what they're doing. Talk to them and take the stuff that they're learning in school and apply it to something at the house, something in the community. So if they're learning how to build, um, if they're learning math and they're learning how to do geometry, show them how math and geometry can build, I don't know, a birdhouse, how it can build a tree house, how it can build a dog house, how it can be. You ever heard of a cat house? Cats like to sit around and they have their houses too. If you got cats, then build a house for the cat. Show them how they can use that math to do it and how you can use um, physics to build because you, 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 you kind of need that. You know, make make it structure strong. Anyway, um, uh, show them how they can use physics in baseball and in sports. Show them how they can use all that stuff they're learning in school. Um, and when it comes to history, you know, have them to uh, do a history on their own family. And so use what they learning in school and bring it outside of school and put it in a real life, like submerge them into it. And that way they get hungry. They're, they're getting more hungry for understanding and for wisdom. And they're going to put a stronger demand on those teachers and the teachers got to come up. The teachers got to come up. So the teachers are ready to teach, but they get, they get sad when they, when they got, they spend more time telling people to be quiet and listen. You see what I'm saying? So you want a better school? Take the school where your kids are at and make it better. You say, well, the kids ain't got, you know, up to date books. Don't worry about that because you got the internet. You got the internet. You can find any book you need. If, and, and, if you, if those kids will start to hunger, those teachers will get those books. Why? 
Because the, the principal is going to start realizing, hold on, these kids are actually doing better than we thought. Let's get them, let, let's show the, the heads of wherever the community is that these kids are not, these kids are smart. They are knowledgeable and take, just take what you got and just supersize that sucker. Don't get upset because they don't have new books. Go beyond the books that they got. Don't just rely on the books that they're being assigned to. Go beyond those books. Because you, you got a whole library full of books. You got libraries. You got libraries online. You got libraries, physical libraries. You got your neighbor. neighbor people have libraries in their house. All right? And so if you got a community... You got a block of people, especially old people, young and old. People got libraries at their house. And so what you can do is start getting your community together and say, hey, y'all got like libraries at the house, like, you know, collections of books. Okay, let's have like a library system for the kids where they can uh, take books, share, where y'all can share books back and forth and give the books back. Read it and give it back. And so you keep a log of, you know, and so you can have like one central place. Okay, we're going to loan this book for this amount of time or whatever. And then we're going to give it back. And so you can have like a central place where you keep the books and the kids go in, get the book. And then when they finish, they bring it back. So now you got the, the regular library system. You got your community library. You got your school library. You got the books um, in the school. And then you got your internet library. And so you got tons of knowledge and wisdom right there in your community. Don't say, oh, oh, well, our community is poor. Ain't no such thing. Why? Because you got adults that are hungry for wisdom and knowledge and they go buy books. They just don't tell you they buy books. You may not see them reading, but they be reading. And so don't assume that your community is not reading just because you don't see them reading. Ask. And if you will, if you will involve your community and you and building up your community, your community will participate in the build up. Why? It will also make their property value increase. Why? Because that means that your kids are too busy getting knowledge and showing and figuring out how to get money the right way that they ain't tearing down nothing. And they ain't going to let their friends come in and tear down nothing. They be like, forget tearing down that, forget tagging that. Look. Check this out. Did you know that we could do this, this, and this? Did you know we could build this? Did you know we could build a company? Did you know we could build this building? Did you know we could build this rocket? Did you know that we could build a plane? Did you know we could build a car and sell it? Did you know we could do this, this, and this? When you put those, when you put a hunger and you satisfy their hunger and teach them how to go after it, how to go after and how to satisfy themselves with wisdom and knowledge, they ain't got time to tear down nothing because they're too busy building up stuff. They're too busy building. They ain't got time to tear nothing down. When you show them that they can, they got knowledge and then they are not subject to the poverty um, around them that they can, they can change the situation that they are in. Ain't nobody got to stay poor. You can change the situation you in. Now it takes a community for that to happen. You are the first member of your community. Go and get somebody else to agree with, Hey, let's come up. Let's come up. And also it's going to require you to also talk to the pastors in the community. Why? Because they are they're the ones that are reaching more people in the community talking, talking. They come to church Sunday, Wednesday, some of them Friday and Saturday, some of them there seven days a week. So get the church involved. Get the community involved. Get the non the people that don't even go to church because they whatever for whatever reason. Get the whole community involved. Don't don't exclude nobody just because maybe y'all have a different faith. This is about education. This is about education. Now, don't try and turn a Christian into a non-Christian. Don't do that. Don't do that. Matter of fact, share your wisdom and share your understanding. If you're a Christian and and then you want to share the gospel, hey, I'm a Christian. This is what I believe. And they may say, well, hey, I'm not hey, but hello, good morning. I'm not a Christian and this is what I believe. So y'all can share points of view, share points of view, but don't try and lead somebody away from Christ. Why? Because God will hold you accountable for that. 
Don't lead them away from Jesus. You can tell them what you believe and you can tell them why you believe that. And you can ask them, hey, well, why do you believe in Jesus? And that person can tell you why they believe in Jesus. But don't lead somebody away from Christ. You're going to put a bunch of coals on your head. You're going you're gonna to bring a whole lot of turmoil to your life by trying to lead somebody away from Jesus. Because he ain't going to want that. You're like, well, I don't want them trying to convert me. Don't worry about it. Because you already said no. Don't worry about them trying to convert you. They ain't going to. If you don't ask to if you don't ask to receive salvation, then you won't receive it. Period. You want to know what they believe? Okay, they told you. That's it. They may say, Well, do you want to get saved? Say no. If you don't want to get saved, say no. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because that's your free will. That's your choice. But other people that want to get saved, they'll say yes. And leave them alone and let them have that right. That's their free will choice. So, but as a community, because there's many different people in a community, get together and change the schools. Don't just go from community to community because you see, oh, that school turned out uh, great kids. Those kids excel and they do well. Why? Because they, their parents are feeding them the word. Their parents are feeding them knowledge and wisdom and they're immersing those kids in that knowledge and wisdom. So the stuff that they learn in school, the math and science, they, they learn it at home. They learn it at school. They're building stuff with it. They learn business from their parents. Okay. So then they go out and they create a lemonade stand. That's a business that's making money. For example, you remember the property brothers, their father taught them. They learned how to build houses with their father. And then their father said, okay, I taught you. I, I taught you how to do this. Now go and build a house. And so he taught them how to build a house. They would go and work with him every day. And then he says, okay, now you're done working with me. Go build a house of your own so you can retain this knowledge. So they learned the math in school. He took the math they learned from school. He gave them more math and more understanding and took, and took that math and showed them this is what math is for, for building stuff. This is how you do it. This is how that pressure would work. You got to make sure. And they went and built a house. And that, that knowledge has sustained them for more than 20 years and made them very rich. They doing very well. And so you, there's many people, you are scientists. You are, I knew this one guy over in Chicago, his son was eight years old from the moment his son could walk, <laughs> which is about one and a half two, he started putting tools in that child's hands. And he started telling that child what a computer was and what this does and what that does. And he would let him tinker with stuff. Of course, that wasn't active, you know, no electricity, but by the time he was six, he was working, uh, he was repairing computers. By the time he was eight years old, he had a computer business, computer repair business at eight. He was making $90 an hour at eight years old. That's more than adults. $90 an hour at eight years old doing computer repair because his father taught him how to do it. And he, he kept learning. So if he would, once he, he would learn his ABCs, he would learn the computers. He learned binary. He, he learned how to fix this, how to fix that. There is no such thing as not being able to teach your children. They are sponges and they will soak up whatever you teach them. If you are doing crime and that's what you teach them, then that's what they're going to do. So don't say that. We're in a poor community and we just can't get out. We need help. Let me ask you this. When your kids are hungry and you got a scrap of this and a scrap of that, you figure out a way to make a meal. Your, so your community, you got scraps here and the scraps there. So come bring your scraps together and build on that community because those kids are hungry for knowledge and they want to grow. All they need to hear from you is, yes, I can. Yes, my child can make it. You got to tell them that they are successful. Tell them that they can be successful. Tell them that they can learn. 
tell them that they can do better. When you don't tell them that they can do better, they assume that they can't because there's so many people telling them that they ain't going to never be nothing and they ain't going to never achieve nothing. But you got to be the loudest voice in the room telling them, my son is great. My son can excel. My son shall do well. Tell them. Quiz them. My mother used to quiz us when we would come home from school and she'd be getting ready to go to work. She would quiz us on our on our vocabulary. She would make us read read books in front of us. Sit there and read. Everybody had to read a book. And there were small books as we were little. But then we had to tell her about what we read. And so if it was a big book, we had to read a whole chapter. And then we had to tell her what we read. We had to tell her the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Those are all the parts of language and how to write a story. We had to tell her who's the major character, who's the minor character. What did they do? Why did they do it? You see what I'm saying? And so what? just like you can praise while you wash dishes, you can listen to your kids read a story and tell you about the story while you cooking, while you washing dishes. She has six kids, works 16 hours a day for 30 years, and she still made time to listen to us read a book. They told her that I would always have trouble reading, that I would have that I would have trouble learning. And she said, nope. <laughs> That's what she told them. She said, nope. Mm-mm. And so she refused to believe it. And because she refused to believe it, she kept telling me, girl, you can read. You can read. You can see. You can read. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Go ahead on. Go on. Go on to school. You you gonna excel. You gonna do well. So I didn't listen to anything that anybody else said to me. They assumed that because I had trouble seeing that I was slow. I wasn't slow. I had trouble seeing. I needed glasses. And she kept saying, "You can read. You can see. You can do it. Don't give up." And so I would have. I would literally have books. I would get the book and I would be like this, trying to read the book. And she said, well, move it away from your eyes a little bit so you can see, but you can read it. And she would tell me, sound out the word. And I got to the point where I, I, I could read. Whether I had glasses on or glasses off, I could read. I stopped listening to them saying, well, you can't do it. You can't do it. I became, I became a champion speller. <laughs> I beat the whole room. I was, I was, we would have like these, uh, math drill contests where you go from chair to chair and you, you test, you compare against the other, uh, student and I would whoop them. I'll be like, bam, 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 math, science. I was just killing it. Uh, I wouldn't say science, but you know, I was getting, I was getting there. <laughs> uh, science is a little hard to do from chair to chair, but, uh, math and, and spelling you can do from chair to chair. So I was a vocabulary queen. I loved it. Math and science. Uh, I mean, I keep saying science, but math and reading. And so anyway, she wouldn't listen to the, the trash that they were talking. One doctor told her, oh, well, she got to have her, her leg amputated. And she's like, well, why? And she said, uh-uh, not listening to you no more. Not listening to you. I just needed some iron pills. You want to amputate somebody's leg because they need iron pills? That not make no sense. She refused and she would go get a second opinion and she would start speaking the positive to me, to whatever was going on. If the doctor said, well, she couldn't do it. She go, yes, she can. Well, she going to have trouble breathing her whole life. No, she ain't. <laughs> and so she, she would speak to the positive. If the doctor, the doctor be like, okay, well, give her plenty of fluids and she going to take this medicine. And she realized the medicine was making me worse. And so she told the doctor, and the doctor said, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry I gave that to her. And so she says, okay, well, what was she doing? What did they do back in the old school? Salt and sugar to keep her from coughing. And then she just started giving me Kool-Aid because I would drink Kool-Aid because I needed water. And so she said, drink water, drink water. And lo and behold, that helped. So I, it helped me to the point that I could go back to school. I could go to school because I knew don't drink milk, drink water. And then she got me to the point that I could drink milk again because milk call, you know, creates phlegm. I could drink milk, but I just had to drink a lot of water behind it. 
to help me, to help me. And now I'm good. I'm good. And so she she kept refusing the bad prognosis from the doctors and kept saying, okay, well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I became a living example to the people in my community. They go, well, what did you do for her? Because she was just as bad. Gave her some water. Gave her some water. Run around. Let her run. Get those lungs working. Run. Drink water. <laughs> And believing, you got to tell people, yes, you can live. Yes, you can be healed. You can train your kids up to be great, but you got to tell them. You got to tell them they can succeed. You got to tell them they can live. You got to tell them that they can do it. That's a part. I ain't going to say that you don't love your kids. You love your kids. But you got to love them enough to say, I'm going to get a second opinion. I'm going to get a second opinion. I forgot this guy. I think his name was uh, Brimley. Uh, Brim, I forgot. There's this African doctor, African-American doctor in uh, Coweta. And uh, his brother, his nephew, uh, his brother took his nephew to the doctor. And the doctor said, we're going to have to cut off his leg. And he's like, man, that don't, that don't seem right. And so his brother was a doctor and he had drove 38 miles to go to his brother. And his brother said, you ain't got to cut off his leg. We can solve this problem. And so a second opinion is always great. Because where one person may be like, ah, why even go through the bother? You know, this just a black person. We ain't going to even bother trying to save the leg. Or that's just a, a poor person. Or you know what? Pfft. They got money. It don't matter. We just cut off the leg and they got money. They can buy a prosthetic. We don't want to be bothered with this service. We don't want to be bothered with trying to save it. No. Get a second opinion. Your legs are valuable. Your arms are valuable. You are valuable. When people are frustrated and they don't want to take the time to see you as a person, take the time to figure out a better way rather than cutting, than cutting off your limbs, then you need to go get a second opinion. Because not everything, not every report is an actual dire report. You need to find out what's the real real and what's going on. So not every school is a bad school just because you may see some writing on the wall or you may have a few kids that maybe had a few fights. It don't make it a bad school. It's what you proclaim it to be, what you decree it to be, what you tolerate it to be. And when you tell those kids that they can be great, they will be great. When you tell the community, we can be a great community. We can be a community of peace, a thriving community. That community will be what you say it is. All right. That's a part of loving yourself. Um, Mark 12, 29, 31 through 31 says, and Jesus answered him. The first commandment is here. O Lord. I mean, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one. And thou shalt, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. You got to love God with everything that is in you. All that is you love God with it. And when you do it, you'll love yourself and you'll love your neighbors. You'll love your spouse. You'll love your children with everything, with everything, which means you'll tell them you can be great. You'll tell your community that you'll, you'll say, this is a great community. Come on, y'all. Let's, let's fix this. Let's help our neighbors. Let's be a blessing. Let's be a blessing to one another. John 13, uh, 34 through 35 says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. Amen. Glory to God. We got to show love one to another. John 14, 23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved. Amen. Amen. To God be all the glory, the honor, 
uh, the power and the praise. I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for you alone are worthy. With that being said, I want to offer you salvation. And so salvation is usually offered to people that ain't saved. So I'm offering you salvation. You don't have to accept. You can't accept. No pressure. But salvation um, is for those that are not saved. Uh, For us that are saved. And we, let's say we mess up or we, you know, fall off or whatever. It's called being restored to Christ. Uh, it's a prayer for the backslidden to come back to Christ. And so whether you are backslidden or you've never been uh, forgiven of your sins, this is for you an offering of salvation, offering of forgiveness of all your sins. Amen. And in uh, uh, John three sixteen and 17, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you don't know, (coughs) pardon me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name, Lord Jesus. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. God recognizes your desire to be saved. Just say, Jesus, what she's saying, I receive. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth. And the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Congratulations. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, What do you do now? Take authority over your life. Speak to your body. If you have any, if let's say, for example, you, you, you ate too much sugar and you would love to feel better. (laughs) Say, Lord, uh, I repent of, of eating all that sugar. I, I repent, Lord God. I speak healing to my body. Lord, deliver me. I know I did what I did was wrong. Lord God, I, I receive my healing. I thank you, Lord God, for burning up the sugar in me. And for I receive my comfort and my healing in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the effects of the excess sugar in my body and I receive my healing. If you're having pains in your body, say, I rebuke that sick. If you know the name of it, I rebuke this pain. I rebuke this sickness. I receive healing to my body. Speak the same way towards your accounts. Uh, if you your money is if your money is lack, look at your accounts. And say I command you, and say how much you want in there. 
<laughs> Amen. Command money to come into your accounts. That may be, come through new ideas, inventions, maybe from a job or a contract or um, sponsorship. It may be many different things. Amen. Um, start the 10-week foundation course. It's free. Uh, read your Bible. Start off with the book of John. Um, and uh, and then I pray that God will give you a church, a Bible based a church that teaches from the Holy Bible in spirit and in truth. And then I want you to continue taking authority over your life and read the word, read the word, listen to the word, watch um, preachers on uh, video, YouTube, TV. Amen. L-U-T-G radio. Listen to L-U-T-G radio <laughs> and subscribe and like and uh, know that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you 100 percent. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. L-U-T-G radio dot com. Amen. WKKP Digital Broadcasting. We are here for you every day. You can listen to the reruns. Um, I put the on the products page of the LUTGRadio.com website. Um, I have the products there. You can listen to it. I'm putting up trying to put up as many of the copies of the sermons as possible, but they are also um on YouTube. So subscribe to our, to my YouTube channel. My goal is to get at least a thousand so I can you so I can do it live um on youtube um and so uh so i can present the word live so um that would be great amen amen um all right that's the end of the show today it's thursday (laughs) it's thursday and so i'm gonna go fix me some tuna um i might even put it up there i mean my tuna is just regular tuna just you know eggs onions relish and um i put sometimes i I, this deal in the relish but sometimes when you add a little extra deal seasoning oh it tastes good and so (laughs) so i'm gonna fix some tuna up in this place and uh i'll see y'all tomorrow all right um oh we already said this earlier but sometimes i just like to end with numbers uh 6 24 through 26 the lord bless thee and keep thee the lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace and they shall put my name upon the children of israel and i will bless them amen amen all right y'all go in peace jesus loves you beloved have a great day today is going to be a great day for you have a great day Amen.